Hey everyone, welcome to episode 144 of This Week in Marketing Show, also known as The Twim Show. This is your host Sajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news from the week of January 16th to 2023. Also note that there was no episode 143, that's because yours truly was on vacation and you know I wanted to do it then again you know and I got started doing the recording the podcast and then you know what I just couldn't make myself do it and I thought you know what I'm gonna take a break really take a real break and decompress and you know focus on that rather than like you know trying to push out uh, an episode when I don't feel like doing it anyway uh, good to be back Uh, I hope you are listening you had a good week and if you missed episode 143 then you kind of know the value uh, of the show that I put out and if so I would like to hear from you in terms of how I can make this show better with that let's dive in today first off we have uh, Meta uh, or Facebook and uh, they have this new thing called account center I did not know that they have this new thing called account center uh, also you know um before I before let me finish the account center first the account center tool makes it much easier to manage your privacy settings across Facebook Messenger and Instagram all in one place uh, so it essentially makes it easier because again like you know uh, I don't use Facebook as much as I used to before since mid-December you'd say 2022 is when I kind of checked out of Facebook as well as Instagram uh, yeah talk about being in marketing and not uh, being on the social media platforms uh, the only platform probably where I go uh, every now and then is probably more LinkedIn than anything else and sometimes I would post on Twitter and personally I would post on um my personal Instagram again there's nothing really exciting happening there you don't have to follow it but where I'm going with this is like I did not know this account center feature works I really do not know how uh, this feature works just because I have not been on Facebook I've used messenger lately but you know at a surface level it looks like a great feature where you can control all the three apps from one central location again I would like to kind of see if there's an option to individually tailor say for example messenger you have a different set of permissions than say probably Instagram and things like that but anyway now you know uh, there is this tool called account center tool that allows you to manage it all from one central location and maybe this is Facebook's attempt to unify all the settings and then bring it all under one hood because you know uh, Instagram used to be a different company messenger was kind of brought uh, added on to Facebook bolted on to Facebook and then Facebook was the original Facebook how this works with uh, Facebook pages and things like that I do not know again um, it's beyond my expertise next up um, also because now that they we have now know that you know there is this thing called account center meta is also changing the terminology of on how many accounts reached for their ad settings and I guess this kind of also will also shed some lights on how many accounts you have reached on your organic post they're not really changing the way the calculation is done or anything like that they're just saying you know okay what does that really mean what that basically means is like now if in the past you could have a Facebook account and an Instagram account and you know Meta would say oh you have it has reached two accounts now if your Facebook and Instagram and is connected then Meta is gonna say it's one account versus say if your Instagram and Facebook are not connected then Meta will still count as two does that really help you a whole lot of stuff not really because you now it gets more confusing because you do not know what is what uh, 
I wish Meta would actually take the effort to say, you know what, here's the number of account we have reached, reached from Facebook, here's the account we have reached on Instagram, here is the overlap, right? Here's the number of accounts, the, like, you know, the unique accounts on Facebook, unique accounts on Instagram, and the, here's the overlap, like, you know, here's the 20% of these accounts that we have reached are actually connected. That would be a better way insight-wise, but, you know, Facebook is Facebook, they just want to convolute everything, uh, in my opinion, they just want to make things unclear, opaque as much as possible, and I think other platforms are doing the same thing. But really, really, look at it. Wouldn't it be easier? Then you'd be like, you know what? We reach so many percentage, but of this percentage, this much is the overlap. So we, it gives you a better idea for planning and things like that. All these other things that really doesn't help. That's just my two cents. Next up, uh, Google is dropping playable podcast from search results page. In the past, you know, if a podcast came up or a podcast episode came up, you could click on it and still stay on the Google search results page and uh, listen to it and then bomb, jump off to somewhere else. Now, if you click on it, it's going to, you know, take you away from that Google search results page into that podcast page. Now, Google is saying this is because they want to improve UI UX. I do not know how much of that is true, because if you look at it, if there's a video from YouTube that still pops up, uh, you know, and you can play it within the search results window and you can jump uh, to somewhere else. Uh, I do not know if this is Google's subtle hint of trying to push you to push your podcast into YouTube, which you should be doing anyways. Uh, like this podcast you're listening to right now goes, the same podcast goes to our uh, podcast hosting platform, which I'm Transistor. And the same podcast is again showing up on YouTube. Now, the only difference between the two is like on YouTube, if you're watching this, you kind of kind of now I've started to sh sh show my face. You get to see me as well as a slide deck. And if you're listening on Transistor, you're just listening to the audio. That's the only thing. But I would definitely highly recommend you publish it in both places until a future time when maybe YouTube comes on podcast hosting. And talking about YouTube, YouTube has given, uh, has added these two new features uh, where it shows how you are gaining subscriber and views on from what type of content. Uh, again, like this goes back to, and I wish I had st uh, stack, put this update right after the Insta meta update on uh, the update around how they're counting users in account center because that would really go jail well, but I should have hindsight is a 2020 but coming back you know what they're saying is that you know look we want you to understand where are you getting users from okay how many subscribers are getting from your long form content from your shorts and lives and they're going to structure it down so that you know it makes it easier for you to say oh wow you know what i didn't know that our lives are getting so many new subscribers so maybe i should do more of lives or maybe we are not reels are not working well so we should stop doing reels things like that um so I shouldn't say YouTube, you reels. It's the YouTube is shorts. I confused it, uh, or I jumbled it up. Excuse, uh, pardon me for my mix-up. But coming back, so this is something good. Uh, again, the view count is also they're gonna break it down by you know your uh, content type. Again, by content type they mean uh, your shorts, lives, and and long form content, the normal form. That's it. Next up, uh, YouTube is making it easy for pinpointing violations. So, for example, I could post a video and like in the middle of the video, I use copyrighted music and that's violating a YouTube policy. Uh, so YouTube, instead of just banning the whole thing, the YouTube is going to say, hey, 
on this video starting at time marker say 10 minutes and 2 seconds to 10 minutes and 11 seconds you have this mute copyrighted music go take care of it right this is good i like it and youtube has been testing this since last year uh when it was testing it i intentionally and i think it was in september i intentionally chose not chose not to you know share it with you all because it was testing now that they're rolling it off i thought you know it's something e important enough for you to know so if you're a creator or your business is creating content and you get vi you, you get a violation now you know you don't have to dig through it and scratch your head and say what did we violate youtube is going to help you find that out um, other in other news performance max in google ads uh, is now available as experiments experiments allow you to do an you know what if scenario before you apply it so for example uh, you could say hey you know what Google is suggesting I do this. Let me run it as an experiment. See if I had, you know, moved 20% of my traffic or 30% of my traffic into this thing, would that have given me the result? Would the result be better or less? Uh, so Google is giving you experiments. If you're running Google Ads and if you are thinking of Performance Max or you're unhappy or Google is giving you some recommendation, definitely try out experiments. Not a whole lot of, um, you know, Google Ads professional know this about experiments, but experiments is one of those ninja trick that you should definitely apply to your account. Um, now, on the SEO front, someone asked, hey, John Mueller, or hey, Google, would I get dinged if I were to have a site name that is exactly the same as another site name with a different URL? So, for example, let's just say we have marketandgrow.com and another site called marketonlinegrow.com, right? Now, would Google frown upon it? Would Google penalize if there are two different domains? right at a high level but they have the same site name which is market and grow your business market and grow your business to that john miller says hey i do not know if there are any uh, issues from the legal standpoint like trademark and copy copycatting things like that but from, in google's eyes that's fine you can do that now in my opinion why would you want to duplicate the site name of another site unless you own the site and you want to duplicate as a test as a test site and everything like that but otherwise i don't see a need for you to duplicate your site name uh, unless of course you're trying to scam someone or make someone believe that this is the site of louis vuitton or rolex or something like that but i'm pretty sure at that case you know they're very strong brand with strong lawyers they're going to come right after you behind you with the hammer the size of thor's hammer and kind of come on and hammer you now, having said that, this also means that you shouldn't like you know, rake your brain for hours and days just to come up with a unique site name. Just put something out there, even if some of some of it, 20% of it is like an overlap with another brand. Oh, they have watches, we have also watches. That's fine. Don't kill yourself over it. Um, now, John Mueller have said that, you know, getting dinged by Google quality update may mean more than what you think it is. What he's saying is that, look, if your site gets dinged by quality updates, like means you have thin content or th things like, you know, your content isn't good enough, it doesn't follow the EEAT principle, which is something we've covered in our podcast in the past or show in the past, Google may, may very well decide that your site is not worthy of crawling in the future and not First of all, that's one. And number two, even if it crawls, it's not worthy of indexing it in the future, right? Because John Mueller is being very honest and upfront and saying, look, there's a plenty of websites out there. There's a ton of content out there. We don't really have to keep coming back to your site if the content we find is not of good quality or thin or whatever it is. Having said that, folks, if you've been listening to my show for a long time, I've always been pushing and advocating and recommending and suggesting 
go for good quality content. Stay away from those, you know, people who guarantee you ranking on page one, top level, like first top five results, things like that. It's not worth it. Lastly, uh, the question comes up is, you know, hey, where should you place structured data on your web page, right? And structured data is something, and I've covered up plenty of times on the show as they have come up, as they have, you know, Google has announced structured data, and I'm a big uh, advocate for structured data because it really helps. Even though now Google is smart enough that it can pick up things uh, like products on your page and reviews on your page, but you should definitely be push going for structured data. It just guarantees you a better result than anything else. Um, so now having said that, it's like, you know, yeah, you can eat uh, without washing your hands. There is a small chance that you might fall, have a stomach bug or fall ill, but you know, the chances of you falling ill is a lot lower if you wash your hands before you eat. I hope that explains the point as to why you need to use structured data. Now, if structured data is something you do not know what it is or you know how to use it, things like that, then I would say you have two options. Number one, you can go learn about structured data and SEO on your own instead of running your business, unless, of course, you're trying to be an, aspi you are an aspiring marketing professional, or you can contact an expert and who can help you with that. Now, having said that, John Miller said, look, it doesn't matter how you place your structured data, whether in a single block or you have it you know, spread out throughout your web page, all it matters is that you have the recommended structured data so that you know we can pick it up and we can index it and we can crawl it, index it, and make it easier for us to do things. And actually it comes down to one little thing, which is folks, Google has trillions of web pages and websites that it can and will index. So the lower the processing power you take from Google, the better, in my opinion, it is that you know Google will index your site or will crawl your site because you know Google is like, oh, this is easy. I'm going to go do it. It's always going to go for the low-hanging fruit. So why do you want to make Google's job harder? Because I'm pretty sure, even though Google hasn't said this, but in the back end, Google takes tally. How long did this site take to crawl? How long did this site to index? And how long did we do this parsing? So you want to make it. You know, because if a crawler, a Google bot comes to your site, it's parsing your website, right? It's analyzing, it's breaking it down, it's doing run those competition. I'm pretty sure they're tracking that and that's one of those, uh, like, you know, in my opinion, that's one of those, uh, you know, hidden algorithm uh, feature or hidden feature that Google uses to decide, hey, should we come back here or not? Okay, with that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Now you know everything to be in the know. Uh, catch, talk to you next week. Take care, bye-bye.